0: I'm coach Chris Elmore and I'd like to welcome you to the 2020 season virtual football banquet. Uh, This has been a a season unlike any that we've seen and uh, unfortunately due to some circumstances with COVID we've decided to do more of a virtual banquet this year as as opposed to our traditional banquet. Uh, So we have uh, put together several different things for you to to view uh, and and also recognize the hard work of our athletes, uh, cheerleaders, and trainers. We're going to start off by recognizing our cheerleaders and trainers. Uh, Ms. Vaughn will be recognizing our cheerleaders while Mr. Zarimba will be talking about our trainers.
1: I'm Hannah Vaughn and I'm the varsity cheer coach. I remember being in high school and cheering in the same program and being so appreciative and proud to be a Wildcat. They say some things change as you get older, but as I've gotten older, I've just came more and more appreciative of being a Fort Payne Wildcat. One of the final cheers we cheer on a Friday night is it's great to be a Fort Payne Wildcat, and I know the girls truly believe this. They work hard to represent Fort Payne well and believe it's one of the biggest honors to have. It will always be great to be a Fort Payne Wildcat. Thank you for including us in tonight's banquet. The cheerleader's favorite thing to do on a Friday night in the fall is to cheer on the Fort Payne Wildcats. These girls have a passion for Friday night football. We truly enjoy being a part of the Friday night atmosphere, and I know we all can agree there's something about being in Wildcat Stadium on a Friday night. So thank you for involving us and including us, and we congratulate you on a fantastic season. We have enjoyed every minute of it. When I took this job this year, I prayed constantly for these girls. I prayed for the squad, and I honestly couldn't have gotten a better group. They have drive and dedication like I've never seen before. They love being a Wildcat more than anything, and it's an honor to be their coach. So I'm going to talk through the different cheerleaders that we have by grades. I'm going to talk about the freshman cheerleaders first. The freshman cheerleaders are Emma Campbell Crawford, Kim Smith, and Sophia Trammell. I love to use one words to describe things, and I couldn't think of better words to describe each and every one of these cheerleaders. The one word I would love to describe the freshman class is, is determined. This class is determined to work for their team. They're showing up every single day. They show up for practice, they show up for games, they show up for things that aren't required. Those girls are determined to be the very best for their team. Two of the girls had suffered injuries during football season, but not one time did they miss a practice or a game. They were there cheering on their football team ready for a wildcat win these three tra- show determination like i've never seen before now the sophomore cheerleaders lizzie kate wilson kaylee george abby hilliard to bell scott and ellie goggins the word i used to de- describe this group is driven this group is a driven group of girls like i've never seen before these girls are always wanting to be better they are always thinking of the steps ahead. They are wanting to hit the best stunts, or wanting to throw their back handsprings, or they are team players. They aren't this driven because they want it for themselves. They're team players. They want the best for their team, and every day they work hard to be better. They want to represent FBH cheer so well, and they're driven just to do that. The junior cheerleaders, Hallie Hillier, Lily Martin, Meg Martin, Megan Newton, Tatum Beard, Ella Fowler, Captain, and Lennon Ibsen, Captain. The words I use to describe this group of girls is leaders. As juniors, you don't expect to step into a leadership position. You expect to come in and still have seniors to guide you. Well, this group of girls didn't have that this year. They came in, there was no senior cheerleader, so they had to step up and be the leaders on the squad. And I knew from the summer workout that this group of girls were gonna be the leaders of this squad. We were running stadiums, which they say is their favorite, but sometimes it's not, this summer. And I heard numerous of them yell to the different cheerleaders, like, you've got this, you're stronger than you think you are. Come on, you've got this, finish strong. You're so strong. And just hearing those encouraging words to me showed that they are leaders, and they took this leadership position and ran with it, and they still have another year, so I can't wait to see how much they grow in their leadership position and still be leaders their senior year. So Wildcat Warrior. Wildcat Warrior is one of the biggest awards that you can get as a cheerleader. The cheerleader who receives Wildcat Warrior gets a gold megaphone with her name placed permanently on the megaphone, which would be this megaphone. The Wildcat Warrior isn't about who is the best cheerleader or who does the most back springs or about who throws the highest stunt. It's about the heart and determination of this cheerleader. This cheerleader can earn points by not missing a practice or a workout or just leading by example. This is the quote I used to announce Wildcat Warrior this year. The true warrior understands and sees the moment by giving an effort so intense and intuitive that it could only be called from one from the heart. This year's Wildcat Warrior is every one of these things. She's worked so hard for her team and encourages her team daily. She has a passion for cheer and it's notable, and noticeable in all she does. This year's Wildcat Warrior is Lily Martin. I want to thank you again for including us in tonight's banquet and during the football season, we truly enjoy this season and we can't wait for next season of Wildcat football. Go Cats!
2: Good evening, this is Mr. Zaremba. As with all things, COVID-19 was a significant challenge this year for the sports medicine staff. The day before we were to start fall practice, I lost four students due to COVID concerns and I ran with a group this year that was shorter than I, what I, smaller than what I normally run with. These 10 students went above and beyond this year to try their best to keep COVID at bay and to implement the additional precautions that we put forth as an athletic department in order for us to have a football season this season. Just to quickly recognize my underclassmen, my underclassmen were Raina Bell, Emma Carson, Kaylee Garcia, Madison Jones, Oneida Sento, Olivia Bolton, What I'd like to do now is take one minute to recognize the seniors. I had three seniors this year, and uh, unlike most years, I threw more on these seniors than I normally would. In addition to COVID, they had to handle all the other day-to-day operations while I was busy dealing with COVID issues. These kids excelled in different ways. My seniors were Kevin Quiveto, Alex Milan, and Gracie Shane. I cannot thank them enough for their time and for their effort and the work that they put in not only making sure that the football operations ran day to day smoothly, but also in leading the younger sports medicine students that I have. Every year I hand out an award, and we have affectionately called it the Golden Bottle Award. This year, I have decided that these three seniors all excelled in different ways, and I went against my standard rule of only offering two. And I decided to award all three of these seniors the Golden Bottle Award for 2020-2021. So when I call your name, please come forward and accept it. Kevin. Gracie and Alice. I cannot speak enough for the effort that these three seniors put in this year. They all excelled in different ways from on the field setup to leadership and to doing the things behind the scenes that you will never know about to make sure football runs smoothly on a day-to-day basis.
0: We're going to recap our junior varsity season from this past year. Our junior varsity team is, is made up of our ninth and tenth graders who, who don't play um, uh, or start on Friday night with the varsity. Uh, we were able to play uh, several games this year, which was uh, positive considering all the, uh, you know, the concerns we had about COVID-19 in the season. Uh, did not start out... Uh, Great. We had a, had a rain out the first week with Gadsden City, and, and went over to Arab the next week, and, and unfortunately got beat 14 to nothing. Uh, but it was a very close game uh, that we were seven to nothing to the last play. We just could not make enough plays uh, on offense that night. But after that, the, the JV team was we were very proud of them. They, they won the rest of their games did not lose again, and, and more importantly, uh, won some close games, which we think is a positive moving forward, that, that they learned to win uh, games in the final minute. We won a close game over in Cherokee County, where we had to make a, a stop late in the game to win, and then uh, won a game against Avonville and Etowah in the final minutes, where we had to drive down the field and score, and had to score a touchdown to win the game, and, uh, and then the Avonville game also had to make another uh, defensive stop on the last play of the game. So, uh, those uh, young men that, that played the JV games this year got the... We got to experience some competitive games and and learn some key uh, things about winning games in late moments and uh, so we were proud of them and proud of how they played uh, their entire season. Uh, I'm going to introduce now all of our players that played on the varsity team this year and uh, talk about each one of them uh, briefly Uh, as we go through. So, first player is uh, Caden Dubose. He was our our one ninth grader we had that that played significantly this year on uh, our varsity team. He played a lot of JV games as well, but uh, Caden played in some uh, key moments uh, early in the season, but we had some injuries later in the year to to Hunter Love. uh, He was forced into into a bigger role than maybe he was uh, ready for at that young age, but he did a great job the last three weeks of uh, playing the best he could play and doing the best he could um, in the situation he was put into. Uh, we had three 10th graders this year that, that played a lot for us, so the first one was uh, number 12, Alex Aikens. Uh, Alex started at corner uh, most of the first part of the year, and about halfway through the year we started to realize that he just uh, would maybe play better if we moved him to the outside linebacker where he could play a little freer and a little more aggressive, uh, which, fit, which fits his personality, and uh, so we made a move uh, halfway through the year and, and switched him in Darwin camp. And, Uh, Alex played really well the the latter half of the season for us, and made a lot of tackles, made a lot of plays for us. Uh, And then he also, like Caden, that I mentioned earlier, had to step in when Hunter got hurt and had to take on a role on offense and become a running back for us, and uh, made some some big plays the last couple of games for us. Had had a couple of touchdowns and uh, had a couple of really good runs against Oxford uh, against a quality defense. So uh, Alex had a really good sophomore year, and we're we're looking forward to, to the future with him. Uh, Kobe Kings another sophomore to play for us. Uh, Kobe didn't uh, play necessarily a lot on defense as a starter but he did play in some key situations. Had to go in the game uh, late in the game against Arab and made a key play uh, when Will Adler was a little bit hurt Uh, but he also was on a couple of our special teams the entire year and did a good job on our special teams all year long. Uh, Number 35 Marcus Ledford uh, is another sophomore to play for us. Uh, Marcus Ended up starting at receiver pretty much uh, the, the entire latter half of the year. He kind of rotated in the first few ball games, uh, But as he got more confident and as he began to play better, uh, we began to realize that he, he was a, uh, a guy we needed to get on the field more. And so he, he played quite a bit, uh, uh, from, I guess about uh, the spring we'll game on. Uh, and, and did a really good job for us. Had, had a big touchdown catch down at Bell City. Uh, and made some big plays uh, in the Oxford game and the Gardendale game on home through the ball to him. So, um, Marcus is another guy that uh, has got a bright future and we're looking forward to to him the next two years. We had 24 juniors this year and uh, first is number three. Ricky was one of our receivers, played a little bit of corner earlier in the year as well. Uh, Was having a really good season. Unfortunately, he had, had kind of a, a freak injury at practice one day. He came down wrong, uh, hurt his kidney, had a little bit of a uh, lacerated kidney issue that uh, ended up knocking him out of the last uh, several ball games. And uh, we hated that for him. Uh, but he, he handled that like he handles everything with, uh, with character and class. And he was still at practice every day, encouraging his teammates and doing the best he could. So uh, we know he'll be back next year ready to go. Uh, hopefully stronger than he was this year. Uh, Number uh, 76, Bain Barrington. Bain unfortunately had a finger injury about halfway through the year that basically knocked him out of the rest of the season. But uh, up until that point, he had made a lot of progress and was was consistently getting better uh, and doing a good job uh, in practice each day, helping helping prepare our defense for the uh, upcoming week. Uh, Number 20, Cole Blaylock. Unfortunately, Cole missed uh, the entire year doing an off-season shoulder surgery. surgery that probably would have been done sooner but when COVID came in um, it kind of delayed that and then pushed it back and when it did that it ended up missing the entire season. The one thing I will say about Cole is he, he got cleared basically the last week of uh, the regular season or right the first week of the playoffs and he still went out and wanted to practice that week even though he hadn't been with us all year. Uh, of course I say that he, he'd been with us all year. He did a great job of filming for us at practice which seems like a uh, not necessarily an important thing, but it's a very important thing for how we do things. So, Cole was very uh, dependable in that nature for us, but he also, uh, like I said, practiced that last week for us and, and uh, you know, showed some good things. He just unfortunately missed the entire year due to that shoulder surgery. Heisman Brown, number 94, is a, is a two-year starter for us now, and he's been playing a defensive end and doing a great job for us the last two years, and uh, had another really good solid junior year, and he's, he's very dependable on our defensive line, and a guy that we can count on each and every Friday to, to play to, to, to his best. He had another good season. Uh, number 88, Sawyer Bird. he's, a, he's now actually a three year starter. He started with quite a bit for us as a ninth grader. Um, played a lot as a 10th grader, obviously, and, and, and was one of our uh, top receivers this past year, his junior year. And, uh, we, we have, myself, I'm talking about we, I've got to do a better job of continuing to get him the ball in the future. When he, when he was throwing the ball this year, he made some big plays for us and he's a, uh, he's a tall, uh, Big, tall, strong guy that's hard to cover, and so he did a good job blocking for us, uh, but also catching the ball out in space uh, and, and making plays for us on third downs. Number six, Connor Cash. Uh, Connor had a good junior year. Played a lot as uh, played JV a lot as a tenth grader, and had a great JV season. And stepped in this year. Kind of had him out of position the first couple of ball games. Had him at one of our inside receivers, and realized that wasn't the best for him, so we moved him back out to one of our outside receivers. About. Uh, about halfway through the season and he really flourished after that, had a big catch against Oxford uh, that set up the first touchdown, got down inside the one on about a 35 yard play. So he had a really good year and and did a much better job uh, blocking and and playing in space once we got him in the correct position. Uh, Number 27, Alex Fielding. Uh, Unfortunately, Alex had another injury this year. He played uh, significantly for us early in the year, uh, but had a knee knee injury, he had to have surgery on about uh, right after the Scottsport game and uh, unfortunately missed the, the latter half of the season. Uh, ben Flanagan, number 50. Uh, ben is, is probably going to set a record for me that I've never been able to be a part of. He, he is yet to miss uh, a practice or a summer workout uh, in the three years that he's been with us. He has never missed anything that we've had, whether it be in the summer or during the fall. Um, and really, I can't remember him ever really missing any kind of workout in the offseason uh, from January to May either. So he is always here, always working hard, uh, and does a great job of, of being dependable for us each and every day. Number 79, Eli Frazier. Eli was our center again this year. He, he moved to center about halfway through his 10th grade year. And he's done a great job there for us. He's, he's kind of the quarterback of our offensive line and uh, helps me a lot on Friday nights by telling me what he's seeing up there what we maybe need to go to or what, what's not working, what needs to be adjusted. And uh, I'm really looking forward to having him back for, for a third year at center uh, next year in his senior year. Uh, Number 25, Diego. Lagos and did another good job for us. He played on a couple of our special teams, was on our kickoff team, and our punt team, uh, and did a good job uh, getting down the field on both of those uh, uh, teams and making some plays for us. Uh, number 28, Will Green, started inside linebacker for us this year. Uh, Will uh, had a really good uh, JV season last year as well. Uh, and he was, was a, obviously forced into – not forced into, but, but needed to step up and be a starter on the varsity this year. Uh, and he embraced that and, and never, never backed down. Struggled a little bit early in the season, uh, but as the season went on, he got better each and every week, and, and continued to make improvements. Uh, and he's he's probably one of the, the guys that goes the hardest at practice. He's always full speed at practice, whether whether it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Doesn't matter what day it is. He's always full speed, trying to get better each and every day. Number 22, Brax Goza. Brax uh, also started on a few of our special teams, our kickoff team, and our punt team. Made a big onside kick recovery over at Scottsboro when we had a surprise onside kick against them. Ended up being a big play in the game. Um, and he's a guy that is always here as well, continues to work, and we expect uh, looking forward to him having a good senior year as well. Uh, number 84, Skylar Hillier. Skylar had, unfortunately, had an injury early in the year. that sidelined him for a little while, but once he got back, he was able to, to get in and get some significant playing time later in the year, defensive end, and was able to rotate in with some more starters makes make some plays, and as he continues to, to grow and get stronger, uh, we're looking forward to, to his progress going into his senior year. Alex, won number 18, uh, played, plays inside linebacker force. Uh, Alex is another guy that's one of the best ones we've got in the weight room. Uh, he continues to get bigger each uh, each and every year and, and, and really look for his strength to be an asset for him next year uh, as we move into his senior year. Esteban won, uh, was a new player for us this year. He came out this summer, had never played for us before, uh, but had a great did a great job all year just having a good attitude of trying to learn and trying to, to catch up. He might be a little bit behind because it was his first year to play, but he continued you know tried to learn more his position uh, and improve what he was doing. Number 58, Bronson Laney, started left guard for us. Uh, he, he played a significant amount as a 10th grader for us as well, so this was kind of his second year to, to start for us along the offensive line. And uh, Bronson's... Big young man that uh, is very physical when he, when he gets when he gets on his block and he he did a great job for us all year. Unfortunately, we we missed him in the playoff game. We had, we had a COVID, actually the last two games had a COVID issue and he couldn't play in. I know he was disappointed and we hated not to have him as well. Uh, number four, Alex McPherson, our kicker and our punter. Um, Alex probably doesn't get as, as much praise as he deserves. Uh, state this year as a punter, Uh, in my mind he's All-State, kicker and punter, in my mind he's the best kicker slash punter in the state, it's it's really not even close, Uh, he he, was 10 of 16 on field goals this year, but what most people don't know when they look at the stat is is that three of those field goals were were over 55 yards, so those are hard for for even the best players in the world to make, uh, uh, so he was very accurate for us all year on field goals, had a 57 yarder, Early in the year against Briarwood, had several and never missed a field goal between 40 and 49, uh, 40, 49 yards, and was perfect on all year. I think he was 5 for 5, uh, and more importantly, he also was, was a great punter for us too. He averaged over 45 yards a punt. Uh, you know, 90% of his uh, t- kickoffs were touchbacks, uh, and he also had two surprise onside kicks this year that we uh, executed or that he executed perfectly, and we were able to recover. So he was a He's a difference maker for us and he had another great junior season and we're looking forward to having him back for one more year. Uh, number 34, Daryl Prater, is, is also a two year starter for us, um, played, uh, played a lot as a 10th grader, started as a 10th grader and, and this year played several positions on the defensive line, ended up playing a lot of defensive end and a lot of defensive tackle due to some injuries. Uh, he also was our, was our second tight end on offense and got in there and, and played in some key moments in those situations and also became our short yardage running back late in the year when Hunter got hurt uh, and did a great job of that as well. So uh, Darryl's another great player for us that we're looking forward to, to, to seeing his senior season. George Rivera, unfortunately George um, came back this year, didn't play as a 10th grader, was a little bit behind, and then he got hurt uh, in the ARAB game covering a kickoff and uh, his knee was, was hurt for several weeks and that, that put him behind anymore. He came back late in the season, even though he wasn't still 100% and, and tried to play and did the best he could. Uh, but injuries unfortunately sidelined him for, for most of his junior year. Aiden Smith, number 37. Uh, Aiden also was on a couple of our special teams and as a guy we look to hopefully uh, take over one of our cornerback positions next year if he continues to work and, uh, and did a good job all year on special teams for us. Noah Tidmore, number 86. Noah, uh, like, like Ben, is always here, never misses, does a great job uh, each, each week helping our uh, offense get ready by, by being on the scout team. Uh, and He continues to do a good job for us in the All-Season program. Number 47, Devin Wells, what was a big surprise for me this year. We, we knew he was capable of playing very well for us, uh, but he had really uh, exceeded our expectations, had a great junior season, um, led the team in tackles, had many games where he had 10-plus uh, tackles, and just made a lot of plays for us at that inside linebacker position. Number 21, Seth Williams. Seth's another guy that had a really good season for us. He, he also did very well uh, in his 10th grade year on the JV team. Uh, he, he a lot of plays this year. Uh, started outside linebacker for us. Uh, led the team in tackles a couple of nights. And Hank, he was the second leading tackler on the team behind Devin. Uh, and made a lot of big plays for us, uh, week in, week out. Braden Wooten, uh, number 26, one of our receivers. Um, you know, a lot of people. You, you look on Friday night, and you don't. You, you see certain guys having certain roles, and. And everybody on our team's got a role to play in whatever it may be. And Braden, uh, even though he didn't get the chance to get in the game a lot on Friday a receiver, he did a great job for us all week of being a scout team receiver uh, and having a great attitude and showing our defense what they could expect on Friday. And that's that's a role that nobody sees but the coaches and the players. But he did it. Uh, to the best visibility every week and and what he and I talked about the best thing about that is that's going to help him next year because instead of uh, not trying hard to practice he he did the best he could and improved each day and and, uh, that's going to help him as he goes into his senior year. Uh, That's our junior class from this season. Now I'm going to talk about our senior class from this past season. Um, These guys uh, have been been with us or been with me the last three years since I since I got here in 2018. And, uh, they've been a part of three very good teams, uh, two teams that won the region championship their their sophomore and junior year, and and then this year finishing second in the region behind uh, Oxford, the defending state champ. So they've only lost one region game in three years, uh, and have a lot to be proud of from their high school career here. Um, our first senior I want to talk about is uh, number 11, Will Abbott. Uh, Will was a guy that uh, really pleased to how he played this year did not play much uh, his sophomore and junior years and had to kind of wait his turn um, and ended up moving over and playing defense for us this year. He was also uh, one of our quarterbacks, and uh, once we realized that JD uh, was going to be our quarterback, uh, we talked to Will about moving to safety so he could find a place to play. Uh, he did it with a great attitude and uh, had never even really played a lot of defense until we resumed back in June when we, when we came off our, uh, uh, the COVID quarantine. Uh, he learned so much over the summer and was here every day and uh, ended up having a great year for us in safety, he made a lot of tackles, uh, had a big interception uh, in the Etowah game and, and just did a lot, a lot of really good things for us. Uh, you know, our safety on defense has got to be our big-time communicator, and, and Will's not a, a – a very vocal guy sometimes but he stepped up this year and and, and knew he had to communicate because he had to be the leader of that defense and be the quarterback of that defense Uh, and he did a great job all year for us Uh, number 74 logan beard has uh, basically started for us uh, for three years he started quite a bit as a sophomore um, when we had some injuries uh, and did a good job that year in, in a difficult situation but has been a consistent starter for us the last two years uh, he's, not our, he's not our biggest offensive lineman, uh, and sometimes his size uh, you know, creates problems for him when he plays uh, people from uh, some of the players from Gadsden City or Gardendale or Oxford. But you wouldn't know that by the way he plays. Every, every Friday night, whether he's playing a going against a guy that's the same weight as him or whether he's going against a guy that weighs, outweighs him by 50 pounds, he gives the same effort. Uh, he, he's doing everything he can every play to, to execute his assignment uh, and is one of the smarter offensive linemen we had as well and, and just did a great job all, four, all, all year force uh, at right tackle. Uh, J.D. Blaylock. Uh, was our quarterback he started for us quite a bit as a junior uh, rotated some with Matthew Shattuck, as a quarterback in his junior year but this year he was the, the full-time starter uh, and he handled it uh, uh, great he, he, he even though we had the the uh, quarantine happen that would have probably hurt most quarterbacks it didn't seem to hurt him he, he came back in in June ready to go uh, was throwing the ball farther and more accurately and, and uh, more on time and just had a really good summer leading up to the season uh, and just really he was a guy that I would brag to the team about on, on a daily basis because uh, he's the one guy that uh, every Friday night I knew uh, we were going to get maximum effort from him whether it be uh, if he was throwing a pass or running the ball whatever it may be he was always gonna do uh, the best he could he made a lot of plays for us made a lot of really good throws made some big runs and some key moments uh, and more importantly he just played with a lot of heart every Friday night uh, and when your quarterback does that, it, it, it kind of becomes contagious to the rest of the team, and I think that did that for us this year. Number five, Brody Bruce. Uh, Brody was one of our uh, outside receivers. Uh, had an injury about halfway through the year that sidelined him for a few weeks, unfortunately, just a kind of another freak injury that happened at practice. Uh, but thankfully, he was able to come back and, and finish the season uh, and play the last uh, few games of his senior year and, and did a good job. Continued to improve. He really improved his blocking out there. We didn't throw him the ball enough, we should have thrown it to him more because when, when we did throw it to him, he, he made good catches, um, but he, uh, he had another good, good season for us as a receiver. Number seven, Darwin Kemp. Uh, Darwin has now been a three-year starter for us on defense. He's uh, been consistent over there. Darwin's another guy that, that never misses practice, never misses uh, workouts. Is always here trying to get better. Um, and end up, we end up moving him to corner about halfway through the year, like I mentioned earlier. And it really wasn't anything to do with Darwin. It was a chance to move Alex Akins into a spot we thought was better for him. And Darwin handled that without complaining. He moved over there to corner, uh, learned it as quickly as he could, and did a great job and had to, had to cover, uh, you know, arguably the best receiver in the state when we played Oxford uh, and didn't back down from him all night and, and made some good plays against, uh, against the, that guy from Oxford. And uh, uh, you, you could tell he was never intimidated by the, the situation or by the moment. Uh, Laden Crow, uh, Laden, uh, unfortunately, dealt with a shoulder injury all year, or a shoulder issue all year, but it never, it never got him out. He he missed some stuff early in the summer, uh, but once we kind of got him cleared and able to, to, and got a brace for his shoulder pads, he was able to play and uh, played the entire season and, and rotated in the defensive line and did a good job um, uh, doing that. And he had to, one of those guys that showed toughness that. His shoulder really needed surgery, but he put it off until the season was over uh, because he wanted to finish his senior year. And so he played the basically the entire year with a shoulder that needed to be operated on, but uh, he continued to do what he had to do to, to get ready to play each Friday. Jaden Dubose. Uh, Jaden uh, was a guy that we, we moved around in several different positions. We played him a lot at linebacker in the, in the uh, early fall because he was doing a great job there. But we had some injuries in the defensive line. and had some things going on that we felt like we needed to move Jaden back to defensive line. He did that without complaining and, and really played a, a, a solid year for us at defensive end. I don't know if I've ever had a defensive end <laughs> that's had two interceptions, but he had two interceptions this year, did a great job of, of making those plays and, and just really had a solid year for us uh, along the defensive line. Wes Everett, number 72. Wes um, ended up starting a, a couple of games when he had some injuries in the offensive line and, and stepped into those moments and handled that uh, perfectly. You know, he was always ready for the moment. Uh, he knew he wasn't uh, necessarily one of the starting five offensive linemen, but he knew he was the next guy up. Uh, and when those moments came that he had to be called upon, he was ready for them and uh, played really solid force in the ARAB game and also played really solid force in the North Jackson game uh, and did a good job stepping in those key moments. Jacoby Foster was uh, new to us this year. He moved back here uh, at about midway point of of his junior year uh, and started coming to after school workouts. Uh, He's another guy that probably the quarantine hurt a little bit because he was just starting to kind of Understand what we were doing, and then we, we were out for several weeks. Uh, but he jumped back in there in the summer, uh, learned as quick as they could, and, the, and the, the longer the year went, the better he got. Uh, and he ended up being our starting corner of the last four or five ball games and made a lot of really big plays, made a big play against Etowah, made a tackle over on our sideline that stopped them from making a big play late in the game that basically kind of sealed the game defensively uh, and and made other big plays throughout the year, whether it be on that cornerback or whether it be on on special teams as well. He just was a consistent force all year long uh, in those two areas. Nathan Gentry, number 54. Nathan's another guy that started for three years, basically, on the offensive line. He, like Logan, he was uh, kind of forced into action as a sophomore with, when we had some injuries, uh, and he stepped into those those moments. And even though he wasn't quite ready for them, and he would be the first to tell you probably, he stepped in those moments as a sophomore and did the best he could. And then he was a full-time starter for us the last two years and did a great job uh, of. Uh, doing his assignment the best he could do every Friday night. He 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 was not as tall as maybe some of the other defensive linemen he was going against, and that, that hurt him on some nights, but uh, just like Logan, he was going to give it everything he had and do the best he could, uh, and the, the, the thing that I probably enjoy watching about Nathan the most is anytime we make a big play he's probably the most excited guy on the field. He, he, he loved to celebrate with our skill guys when they made plays and he'd be the first one down in the end zone to, to give him a high five or a hug or whatever it was. He was always excited about what was going on. The guy Goodman uh, played defensive line force. us. Uh, ended up having to play offensive line force in a playoff game. when We had uh, some injuries and some people out because of COVID uh, and did a good job of, of moving over there on short notice and just doing the best he could that night. Uh, it was a difficult situation to be thrust into, and he, he did the best he could in, in a big game. Caden Holbrook um, had a great year for us early in the season at corner, uh, made some big interceptions, had a big inter- couple of big plays over at ARAB uh, that night in, in a big game, and uh, unfortunately uh, hurt, his, uh, hurt his wrist uh, about halfway through the year and, and tried to play a game with a cast and, and did well in that game. Uh, but unfortunately kind of re-injured it again, and, and then the uh, wrist needed surgery, uh, which knocked him out for the rest of the season. So, he was disappointed that he had come that far and had to miss the last half of the season, but really had a good uh, good senior year for us, and, and a guy that we weren't necessarily thinking would start a corner for us, uh, that, you, know, you know, probably three months before the season started, but he just uh, consistently got better each day and really moved from outside linebacker to corner, and we moved him out there, he did a great job, uh, his position and, and making plays when he needed to. Uh, Gage Johnson, number 68. Gage came to us when he was a junior and started playing, and so he was a little bit behind the others, but, but always uh, had a great attitude about uh, going out there He's staying getting better. We moved him to the defensive line halfway through the season. Uh, he made that adjustment well and, and tried his best to, to improve on that side of the ball, um, you know, in short notice. Uh, number 61, Riley Kuhn. Riley's another three-year starter. Uh, he was uh, called into action the first game of his 10th grade year. Probably didn't expect to play that night, but we had a couple of injuries. The next thing you know, he's in there, and and he never came out, basically. He started the rest of that year as a 10th grader, and he started every game uh, his junior and senior year. Uh, very consistent offensive lineman for us. Played left tackle. Did a great job uh, each and every week. Very physical. Uh, would always uh, I was always hoping they, uh, the other team would put one of their better defensive linemen on, them, on him, and they usually did. Uh, and he always matched up with them each and every Friday night. Uh, Hunter Love, number two. Hunter had another tremendous season for us. Of course, had a great junior year. Uh, a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. Uh, was on track to have another uh, similar type of season as far as numbers go, and unfortunately had a had an injury in the in the uh, first play of the second half of the in the Pell City game, and uh, uh, you know, broke his arm and uh, broke his uh, both bones in his lower arm and. And that had knocked him out for the rest of the year. We, I know he was disappointed, as was the rest of our team, but he had a tremendous senior year for us and uh, a guy that we could count on every Friday night to carry the ball 25, 30 times and uh, and be kind of our workhorse and, and make the plays that we needed to have made uh, to win the game. Uh, made a made a huge run in the Scottsboro game, uh, late in the ball game, down uh, tie game, and down about 15. He made a great run. To, Uh, to get across the goal line and ended up giving us the go-ahead touchdown that ended up winning the game for us. And then the following week, had another great uh, game against Southside, and and then I guess maybe the only play he played on defense all year, we put him in at linebacker on the two-point play where Southside was trying to beat us, and uh, he he blitzed through and and made a big play on the quarterback and knocked him down and and didn't allow him to complete the pass. uh, So just a a very consistent player for us and a guy that we're going to miss as we move forward. Makai Maxwell, number 42. Mackay started at one of our defensive tackles the last couple of years. played a lot as a sophomore as well. Uh, Makai is, is, uh, plays probably with as much passion as anybody we got. He's similar to JD and that you know you're going to get the most out of him every Friday night and it really means a lot to him to play well. And he, he's, he's probably his uh, uh, hardest critic, but he, he gives it everything he has every Friday uh, because he wants to do his best for his teammates. Uh, number 82, Cameron Thomas. Uh, Cameron had started for us at corner, uh, really a sophomore and and, uh, junior year uh, and did a great job over there. But we felt like when we had some uh, guys leave because of graduation, uh, the year before we needed to move him back to receiver, which is really more of his natural position, uh, and he did not disappoint. He had a tremendous senior year, was our leading receiver, uh, had a huge game over at Scottsboro that night, made a lot of big plays, uh, and made just big catch after big catch each and every Friday night. Uh, Even though uh, late in the year when we played some tremendous cornerbacks. Uh, at Oxford or Gardendale. He didn't back down for those, those challenges either uh, and made some big plays against those guys as well. So he was our, uh, he was our leading receiver and a big time playmaker for us all year long and uh, a guy we'll miss uh, moving forward. Number 49, Riley Walker played uh, uh, defensive line for us and also some uh, linebacker. Uh, and another you know, guy that continued, went out there each and every day to try to get better and try to improve his skill set uh, and, and do anything he could to help the team that was our 18 seniors from this uh, 2020 team and uh, uh, it was not the senior year they probably all envisioned with all the different things we had going on because of COVID and the uh, the 10 week uh, uh, quarantine we had and then having all the different things that happened just to get the season started but I think every one of them were pleased Uh, they were able to get a full season in Uh, we were able to make the playoffs uh, and they were able to compete you know one more year with their with their teammates and uh uh, and for four paints. So we're very proud of them and, and look forward to seeing uh, their future successes and whatever they choose to do in life. Uh, many of our awards are decided on by our coaching staff, and uh, we, we do not give out uh, offensive and defensive MVPs or special teams MVP or, or best receiver or anything like that. We have uh, awards that try to focus on uh, dependability, character, uh, academics. Uh, being a true team player and those sort of things so th- these will be the awards to follow and then we also have our captains who are voted on uh, by the team and the coaches.
3: When you think about a 110% effort, you think about a guy that's always there, you think about somebody that is so dependable, you think about somebody that every day you show up at practice, you know they're going to be there. You don't have to worry about should I, should I get his number before he leaves today because he might not show up tomorrow and, and what kind of effort are we going to get out of him and this drill or what kind of effort are we going to get out of at practice overall and, and definitely in the game and and I can't think of a better person on our team this past year to get this award than Will Abbott. Um, Will uh, showed up every single day with a plan and a purpose. We, uh, we asked a lot of Will this year. Not only was he, um, you know, changing positions as a senior, but he was also kind of the quarterback of the defense. And I think it's, it's not ironic that, oh, you know, up until this point, Will was a quarterback on offense. We kind of stole him from Coach Elmore on the offensive side of the ball. And he kind of came over and ran uh, the defense from the, from the safety position and did an outstanding job for us this year. And uh, like I said before, every day he was so dependable, um, knowing what we we're going to get out of him. And on Friday nights, he showed up. He was always locked in, doing the best job he could do for the Fort Payne Wildcats. So this year's David Kane, 110% award winner is Will Abbott.
4: Okay, this year i get to give out the i like the practice award and to me that's a real uh great award to be given because as a coach um you always kind of teach your players uh to practice very hard and that's sometimes that's hard to get across and any kid that you can get or athlete that you can get that uh, loves to come to practice every day doesn't miss practice and practice hard, so that's that's a great accomplishment accomplishment because As a coach, you always tell the kids you're going to play like you practice. So uh, a student athlete that shows up to practice every day and and doesn't miss a thing, doesn't miss workouts, always is on time and does what he's supposed to do at practice, goes hard, never misses a drill, does every drill right, it plays over to the field. And uh, this year I get to give that award, and that award is real deserving. that carries over into the game because if you practice hard, then you play play hard in the game. And things come to you a whole lot quicker instead of you thinking a game you react a whole lot quicker and like I said this year is uh, I feel great about giving the an award and that award goes to Darwin Count I'm
0: gonna recap our varsity season from, from 2020. Uh, as most people know we had a interesting start in the, the game that we had originally scheduled with Athens had to be canceled due to uh, COVID-19 concerns with the Athens team. Uh, we were able to fortunately replace that game with a non-counting game against Briarwood Christian. They, they had a similar situation happen to them so they, they came to us uh, to start the season out in a game that did not affect either one of our records but but we both played uh, the game like it was a regular uh, regular season game unfortunately we, we lost that night to a very good briarwood team uh, 28 to 20 uh, had several opportunities uh, to, to possibly win the game we uh, missed a couple of things early in the, in the first half that would have uh, given us a chance to be closer at halftime but I was our team started out down 14 to nothing, but we were able to, to fight back and uh, get it to 21-13 at the half. And that was a game where Alex McPherson made a uh, 57-yard field goal early in the first half of that game. It was a big play. And um, J.D. Blaylock had a big night and made a lot of big plays, uh, throwing and running, and, and kept us in the ball game. And, and uh, Hunter Love had a couple of scores. and uh, We were able to get the ball back down to the five-yard line uh, with less than a minute to play, down 28-20. to uh, had a couple of chances to throw in the end zone to, to possibly tie the game, but unfortunately, didn't did not happen for us. But uh, really, really played hard and really learned a lot about our team in that first game against a good Briarwood team, who ended up, you know, ended up having a really good year, and uh, they actually made it to the second round of the playoffs uh, and lost to a really good Oxford team later. Played our first, uh, you know, real game, I guess, regular counting game the next week at Gadsden City. Um, did not start out very well that, that week either. Gadsden City jumped out to a 14-0 lead on us. And, uh, did not look good early, but we were able to come back and, and tie the game. Uh, J.D. had a big pass to Cam Thomas uh, that got us down to the 1, and Darwin Camp was over running in and tied the game at 14. And, uh, just had trouble all night moving the ball offensively, and a big part of that was Hunter Love was, was injured most of the game and played a little bit, but uh, we held him out of the second half just uh, precautionary, and, and that, that obviously affected our team a little bit. And, uh, weren't able to make enough plays in the second half. And uh, I guess the City, uh, being a seven A team, was, was was very talented and was able to kind of pull away from us there in the, in the second half and win uh, forty five to twenty. The next week and, and played on the road again against Arab. It was our first region game of the year. And uh, uh, being zero and two, I guess on the field, where there were some some doubts, I guess, from from fans and players, but our, our, our uh, Players getting well that, that night with a lot of confidence, uh, even though we had, we had lost the two previous games and, and played really well. We controlled the ball most of the first half. We were able to, to play really well on defense and, and uh, uh, get a lot of stops early in the game. And, and our offense was able to score, and we were able to get a 21-0 uh, before the half. And then Caden Holbrook made a big interception uh, right at the end of the half. Uh, to, to keep them from making it 21-7 and, and preserve the lead for us. And, uh, did not play great the second half, made, made a couple mistakes offensively, but our defense continued to play well and, and made two, uh, two stops down inside the 20 uh, to keep them out of the end zone and, and were able to hold on. and uh, Cam Thomas made a big uh, run to, to, to seal the game and, and make it a 28-7 victory for us over there uh, to make us go 1-0 in the region. Next you will see some names that uh, won our perfect attendance awards for this year and also our highest GPA uh, for each class. Uh, our perfect attendance awards go to the, the young men who did not miss any practices during the fall season uh, from the time we started in August to the end of the season. Uh, this is a very difficult award to win because it, it takes into fact injuries and sickness and uh, you have to be there every single day. Uh, and We did have one exception this year was our, was our COVID situation if somebody was quarantined. But uh, other than that, you had to be at practice every single day, and uh, we were fortunate to have 37 young men that never missed a practice, which is a great uh, testament to them and their families. And then the next thing will be our GPA medals, and and we recognize the the top five in in one class, uh, the top six GPAs in each class, Uh, and we want to make sure every year that we recognize those young men that are doing a great job in the classroom uh, for our team. We're giving out the I Like to Practice Award winner for offense for this year. Uh, we had two award winners. Uh, Darwin Camp was the winner on defense. Uh, but this year's winner on offense was Nathan Gentry. Uh, and, and when we say I like to practice award, I think a lot of times people laugh at that statement because, you know, in reality, nobody loves to practice. It's the hardest thing to do is go ahead and practice football when it's uh, 90 degrees and, or if it's cold and rainy or whatever the case may be. Uh, but one thing I'll say about Nathan is he, he was always there. Uh, he always had a smile on his face. Never, never was pouting. Never was in a bad mood. Uh, and always ask really good questions in practice. And that's when you can tell as a coach that someone is engaged in practice when they are uh, asking questions and paying attention uh, and wanting to learn about what we're trying to do so they can play better on Friday night. And and he was the epitome of that. He did a great job all year of of improving uh, daily uh, and therefore playing good on Friday night uh, and and mainly because of his dedication each day at practice. Uh, Again, not just showing up, but showing up. Uh, with the right mindset and with the right attitude the entire day. So this year's offensive winner for the I like to Practice Award is Nathan Gentry. Play played Springville in another region ball game. Uh, we were very concerned about the Springville game going into it. They had a big quarterback, strong, could run, could throw, uh, when you would have a hard, hard time stopping them. But we got an early fourth down stop uh, and got great field position, and were able to hit Sawyer Burt across the middle on the second play of the game offensively to, to jump up seven to nothing um, to kind of get the night going for us. Uh, Hunter Love had two or three uh, big screen pass catches that night, one of them for a touchdown right before the half, uh, and then J.D. Blaylock also had a long 75-yard run uh, early in the second quarter uh, and that helped us jump out to a, to a big uh, 28-7 lead at the half. Uh, we came back out were able to get a field goal from Alex to push him to 31-7 in the third quarter and then able to kind of basically uh, run the clock out and, and end up winning the ball game 38-14. So. Uh, it was a night where, where a lot of our players got to play, and, and uh, another big win for us as we moved to uh, 2-0 in the region. Came back with Etowah at home in a non-region game. is uh, a team that's now 4A, but they ended up going all the way to the 4A semifinals this year and lost in a close game uh, to Gordo, who, who also then lost in a close game in the state championship game. So Etowah had a, a really good team coming in here, uh, had three Players that are that are going on to play Division One football, and so we knew it'd be a tough task. And we struggled early in the ball game; uh, we we're not able to do a whole lot offensively, uh, but we we're able to go into the half uh, tied at seven. Uh, and thanks, partly, in, you know, Will Abbott made a big interception that game and, and ran it back to the ten-yard line. We were able to score uh, to tie that game at seven right before the half. And came back out and just, uh, I think our, our team settled down and played a lot better in the second half. We made a couple of, JD made a couple of big throws to Cam Thomas, uh, which opened up the running game for Hunter. Uh, he had a big third and fourth quarter running the football and, and really just kind of wearing down that Etowah uh, defense. And, and the, the more he ran, the tireder they got. And uh, the game was tied at 21 in the fourth quarter. Uh, we were able to, to get them to jump off sides on a key fourth and four. Uh, and then moved down, and, and uh, JD was able to hit Sawyer Bird across the middle on a play-action pass uh, for a big touchdown that, that put us ahead 28-21. And then we were able to get one more touchdown in the final minute or two to, to kind of ice the game. Uh, but it was a big, big non-regional win to beat them. It had been a few years since we'd beat that a while, so uh, to beat them at home was a big confidence builder for our team as we moved toward the second half of the season and, and the second half of the play. We went over to Scottsboro for the, for the Top Cat Trophy game, and, uh, and all this year was a region game as well. Played really well early in the ball game, and jumped out to a 31 to 14 lead at the half, and had control of the game, but to, to Scottsboro's credit, they came back and made some plays in the second half, and, and tied the game back up at 31, uh, or excuse me, tied the game back up at 34, uh, but our players settled down in the, in the last five minutes, and uh, we went on a drive, converted a fourth and one, uh, around midfield that was a big play in the game and drove down and hunter was able to, to get the go-ahead score with about uh, two minutes to go in the game from about 15 yards out uh, scottsboro uh, drove right back down the field and, and got the ball inside our five in the last seconds of the game and and they uh were out of timeouts and try to play as the clock was running out and, and uh several guys made a big big tackle caden holbrook daryl prater reno darwin camp several guys made, made a tackle inside the one basically he, he stretched the ball across the goal line but it was after he was already down so uh, we stopped him about a, a foot or two short of the goal line as the clock ran out and and uh, we were able to win uh, the top cat trophy again and go to 3-0 in the region with a 41-34 uh, victory
4: over scottsboro we we'll to recognize this uh, special group of young men they are the iron men of fort Payne football They made every workout that we scheduled for the summer of 2020. Congratulations, guys. Uh, this year's Supercat winners are all those kids that we have that, that com- complete all three lifts the maximum amount, one and a half times on the uh, bench press, one and a quarter times on the clean, and two times on the squat. If they complete all three of those lifts, uh, then they're, they're, they're being the Supercat. This year we had four guys. We had Hunter, Brax, uh, Riley, and Diego for all our Supercat winners this year.
0: I'm here to present the John D. Holtzclaw Academic Award. This award goes to our senior with the highest overall GPA uh, for his career. Uh, knowing Mr. Holtzclaw like I did when growing up, he, he was the superintendent here when I was a, a, a young student at Fort Payne City Schools. And uh, knowing him uh, like I did, it's two guys that he would be very proud of and be very uh, happy that they've won this award. Never in uh, the time I've been doing this, we've ever had two guys tie for the, the academic award. Usually it just is pretty cut and dry. Whoever has the highest GPA wins the award, uh, but when you rounded their GPAs up, both these guys had a 4.4 overall GPA, uh, so it was hard not to give it to, to both of them. So both these guys were very deserving of this award this year. Both great kids, uh, outstanding students, and uh, hopefully one day uh, they'll give me a job when they're, when they're running a company somewhere because they're both as smart as they are. So the winners of our John D. School academic award are Will Abbott and West Everett. We had another exciting game with Southside. They came to to Fort Payne and uh, they controlled most of the game early. We were able to stay close with, uh, we had a couple of turnovers that that, that limited us, but we stayed close to to them and uh, uh, Hunter made a couple of big runs in the second half. uh, we were able to get ahead uh, 21 to, to 14, excuse me, 28 to 21, uh, and then drove back down and um, uh, had a chance to, to go ahead 31 to 21. It was really, I guess, the only field goal Alex would really have missed all year uh, within range. He, he missed probably by about six inches. That gave them a chance, though, as they drove back down the field and, and scored with under 15 seconds to play to make it 28 to 27. Uh, they chose to go for two to try to beat us there, and uh, I mentioned uh, earlier, I think, that. Uh, Hunter Love was putting the game on defense. One of the few times all year he played defense and put him at linebacker, and he he blitzed through a gap and made a big play on the quarterback to prevent him from throwing the football uh, to their open receiver, and uh, we preserved the win, 28 to 27 to go 4-0 on the year. Driving down to Pell City, um, Pell City had had uh, to forfeit a few games, so that was a. Uh, they had only played four or five games when we got a chance to play them, so it was uh, kind of a unique week of preparation, not knowing what to expect with them. Uh, they had a very talented team, though, but we jumped, uh, jumped out quickly. They had a turnover on the punt. We were able to get ahead three to nothing, uh, and then Hunter had several big runs. I think we converted three fourth downs in the first half uh, and were able to get ahead of them uh, at the halftime by a significant margin. Had, had not planned on playing Hunter a whole lot in the second half. In fact, told him at halftime I might play him one more drive possibly two and unfortunately he uh, got hurt on the first play of the second half and uh, unfortunately lost him for the rest of the season uh, but the rest of our players uh, you know, stayed calm in that moment losing, losing one of your best players is always a disappointing moment and uh, but they stayed calm we continued to play and were able to, to go ahead and win that ball game 41-20 JD had a big uh, touchdown pass to Cam Thomas in the second half to kind of put that game away.
5: I am giving out the most improved award from this past football season. Uh, The award winner is Cam Thomas. Uh, Cam, most of the time when you think about most improved, it would be somebody that was not very good and then they improved and got better. Uh, That wasn't necessarily the case for Cam. Uh, Cam played in a lot of big games, started for us uh, even as a sophomore, some, and junior. Uh, The biggest thing with Cam is he became a very dependable target on offense. Uh, he was probably the hardest back shoulder receiver that you could defend. And then I couldn't tell you how many double move touchdowns we scored this year on play action. Uh, but Cam is very deserving of this award. He became a very good offensive playmaker for us and very dependable. Uh, so most improved award, Cam Thomas.
0: Okay, I'm going to give away the uh, Jerry Elmore character award. Um, I've I've got pretty good familiarity with with this award and and what it represents, uh, being that that, that's my father. But uh, uh, when I think about my dad and I I try to think impartially about him, I think about the the character is the number one thing that that comes to my mind. And, you know, not only was he a hardworking coach and a very successful coach and and, and did a great job here with this program and this school, but the the thing that always, to me, uh, that everybody, when I talk to to people about my dad, is his character and what he stood for and the fact that he was, to do things the right way all the time uh, without any hesitation. So when we were trying to decide this year, when our staff was trying to decide who we thought deserved the, the Jerry Elmore Character Award, uh, it did not take us long to figure out that Brody Bruce was the clear uh, choice for this because he uh, represents everything that you want uh, out of your players as far as character is concerned. He's he's always going to be here, he's always going to have the right attitude, He is a team first guy, uh, he's never been selfish a day in his life, and, and, and he even... Uh, character really shows up to me when when adversity strikes and he had a he had some adversity this year with an injury and 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 some people when they get hurt they they kind of disappear and you don't see them much and they're not around and um, you know maybe not involved with the team but but that was not Brody he was just as involved uh, with the team as he was if he'd been playing uh, to the point where he would come to me on Friday nights and and give suggestions stuff that he may have seen in the game Uh, and that says a lot about him and his character and who he is. He's, he's always been about the team and about uh, uh, helping his teammates be better, and that's why this year he's the deserving winner of the Jerry Elmore Character Award. Well, we're, of course, 5 0 in the region now, and we're playing Oxford, who also was 5 0 in the region, and they were undefe- uh, or not undefeated, but they were ranked highly in, in 6A. They're defending state champs, and they came to Fort Payne for essentially the region championship game. Um, very proud of how our team played. Uh, we were able to get a stop early on defense, and Connor Cash caught a pass. and Ran down inside the one, and, and we were able to punch it in on fourth and goal, and uh, Daryl Prater, to, to, Prater in, in on offense to make it seven 0 nothing early. Um, Oxford came back like like we knew they would, and were able to, to jump ahead uh, 14 to seven uh, there at the half. Uh, but they can, and then they also scored the first drive of the second half to push their lead to 21-7. But Proud of our team that they didn't didn't back down at that point. We, we put together a good drive and drove all the way down, and J.D. scored on the fourth and go the and To make it 21-14, mid-with uh, through the third quarter and, and give us a chance to possibly upset them. Uh, unfortunately, they made just a few more plays than we did in the fourth quarter, and, and, uh, and they were able to block a field goal that, that kind of pushed the game out of, out of hand, and, and were able to go ahead and beat us that night, 49 There's a saying that the only constant in life is change, and unfortunately, we're going through some change right now with the, the Fort Payne Wildcat football program. Uh, Roger Engel has been a part of Fort Payne football uh, and Fort Payne athletics uh, for as long as I can remember. Uh, I can remember him uh, being on the sideline or up in the, in the booth uh, while I was playing uh, many years ago in the 90s, and he's been doing that ever since. Uh, and then, of course, since I've been back here as the head coach, he's been our play by play announcer. Uh, as he was before for, for Coach Ellis. Uh, Roger is Fort Payne Athletics. He, he, he's always here, he's always supportive. He's, he's always wanting Fort Payne to be successful in everything that they do, uh, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, softball, you name it, he, he is for Fort Payne and he's been a Fort Payne Wildcat uh, for a long time. Unfortunately, uh, Roger's had to, to move on to uh, St. Louis, or just outside of St. Louis, uh, to, to live, and so he will no longer be a part of uh, Friday nights here with us and we will miss that greatly, uh, but we wanted to thank him for his years of service and for his dedication. Uh, also wanted to mention too, just when I think about Roger, I always think about Larry Hancock and, and Larry Hancock and Roger were, were side by side for many years and I also wanted to give a, a quick thanks to, to, to Larry for his unwavering support over the years as he's always uh, been supportive of our, of our teams and everything they do as well. So again. Uh, we will miss Roger, we'll, we thank him for everything he's done, and, and, and wish him the best of luck in everything that he does. We went back out of region play and, and went to North Jackson and renewed a rivalry with them that had used to be a very, uh, uh, very intense rivalry here, Fort Payne and North Jackson. And uh, North Jackson had a really good uh, 4A team and, and won a lot of games. Uh, we're we're going to be a playoff team in their region. Um, we made a lot of big plays early defensively. Uh, our, our running backs that were fiddling in for Hunter stepped up. Alex Ethan, then Kaden Dubose had some big runs. JD had a big touchdown run. Uh, and we were able to get uh, ahead uh, significantly at the half, uh, 28 to nothing, and then we were able to hold on and win uh, 41 to 14 against the good North Jackson team. We finished our regular season uh, 8 and 2 on the field.
4: All right, this year's Paul Ellis Consistency Award winner is Riley Kuhn. Riley is receiving this award because of his consistency on, on the field. Um, he has been a three-year starter for us and has never missed a uh, play or a snap um, in, in a game other than in garbage time. And uh, He is one of the most consistent and reliable football players on the team and offensive linemen. Uh, we are just very proud of him and all of his hard uh, work ethic that he's put into this career. I want to take a quick
0: moment and make a special thanks to our coaches. And Our coaches' wives, um, I think most people, when you, when you see our football coaches uh, on the sidelines on Friday night, I think most people know they, they stay after school to practice and they're, and they're here on Friday nights for the games and here on Monday nights for the JV games, but I don't think people realize the hours uh, that these men put into the, to the season, uh, from coming in on Sunday, from working all summer, uh, from staying up here late to paint the field, uh, from coming up here on the weekend to, to, to cut a field if needed, uh, and all the different things that, that have to be done from laundry to planning to whatever it may be to make this season uh, happen each and every year. Uh, and while they're here, obviously they're, their wives are at home trying to uh, maintain their uh, their family and take care of their kids and, and, and do the things that need to be done on a daily basis for their family. So I uh, cannot thank our, our coaches and our coaches' wives enough for the sacrifice that they make each and every year. And we appreciate it for all able to host a playoff game the following week uh, against a very good Gardendale team. Uh, I mentioned this earlier that they um, uh, were a team that even though they were third in their region they were a very talented team. Their region consisted of Pinson Valley and Clay Chauvel and Pinson uh, Valley of course went ahead to, to, to win the state championship this year and uh, Gardendale had played them really co- close early in the year so we knew you had a, a challenge on our hands because we knew you had a good team they, how good of a team they had and and uh, they were able to, to come in here and prove it that night. We we played very hard and uh, were able to, to get the game um, to 31-17 in the fourth quarter uh, if we scored two touchdowns in the third quarter, but. Uh, were not able to hold on and, and they made a few plays in the fourth quarter to extend the lead and unfortunately we lost that night 52-24 uh, uh, but Dell, the following week uh, came down to the final play against Mountain Brook who ended up making it all the way to the semi-finals that, that year so uh, our, our players have nothing to be ashamed of it was, a, it was a loss in the playoffs to a really good team and uh, it was a game that uh, to, to just some things didn't go our way but again to, to end the season 8-3 and and, and and really uh, the only losses uh, were to, to Gadsden City, Oxford, and Gardendale, and then you know, the new game was a non-counter to Briarwood. We, we lost to four really good football teams that, that all were uh, very successful this year uh, on the field. And so, uh, very proud of our, our 22 team and, and what they've done. i'm here to present the jim ellis wildcat award Uh, for those of you that don't know coach ellis was a coach here for for many years and i I first got to know coach ellis um, when i just graduated high school he came in and was an assistant for my dad for a few years and uh, i actually got to work with him a little bit on friday nights i was in the press box and got to know uh, the man that he is and coach ellis was a great man uh, had great character and and, uh, uh, we've had an award named after him now for several years and and the, the premise behind this award is Uh, We're trying to find the player that that best represents uh, what a 4 Payne wildcat is and uh, also best represents what Coach Jim Ellis loved in players. And and this year's winner, J.D. Blaylock, uh, meets all those criteria. Uh, far and away, uh, he was the most uh, uh, unselfish player we had on the team. He was also the hardest worker we had. He also played the hardest on Friday night. He was a joy to coach. Uh, he, he lived, breathed, and uh, everything about four-pound Wildcat football. and You could tell by the way he played on Friday. Uh, how much it meant to him he gave us everything he had made a lot of great plays for us and his effort and his uh, attitude and the way he played the game is something we're going to miss around here but this year's uh, jim ellis wildcat award winner is jd blaylock the only award that we vote on each year is our captain's award we ask our team and our coaches to pick the four players who they think best represent the 2020 football team Uh, we ask them to think about uh, character unselfishness dependability uh, all the qualities of a true leader we asked them not to think about who the best player is or who's the most talented we asked them to pick the four guys uh, who they think best represent their team uh, for this season Uh, our team and our coaches i think did a tremendous job this year there were other other guys on our team that they got votes as well but these four guys uh, far and away got the most votes our captains for the 2020 season they're all four very deserving Hunter Love, Will Abbott, J.D. Blaylock, and Riley. Field. I'd like to thank everybody that helped contribute to our football season this year. Everybody that helped help do uh, sponsorships or contribute in any sort of way to our football program. We want to specifically thank Mr. Cunningham and our Board of Education for their uh, continuing support uh, and Mr. Jett and the entire administration of Fort Payne High School for their support as well. Uh, we also have a list of names rolling for all the thank yous that we'd like to uh, send out. And if we forgot anybody, we did, we sincerely apologize. But anybody that helped, has helped make Fort Payne Wildcat football a success, we, we thank you very much.